Welcome back to the Real Revenue Show, where we discuss real business concepts that'll help you grow and scale any business model. We're your hosts. I'm Malcolm Bowles. This is Andre Trust, and we're with you guys today with a, for a special episode. All right. So today, technically, it is January 28th. Not sure when you guys are going to see this, but it's January 28th, and it is my man Trust's 29th birthday. What's good, man? Yeah, happy 29 on the 28th. Yes, man. Happy birthday the to the God, man. So how do you feel? Yeah. I feel good, bro. I feel I feel blessed. I woke up this morning. I feel real energized. Um, I'm in a predicament now where, you know, this year's birthday messages were very different from last year's birthday messages. I kind of track how my birthday messages look over years. Gotcha. And I finally got to a point where my birthday messages was like, like messages that's like how I helped them change their lives. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was, I just thought that was dope. Like I got one message this morning. That was like a, like a 13 page essay. That's dope. That was like, yo bro, like on some real, real man to man. I just want to let you know, like two years ago, I had no idea what I wanted to do in my life. Mm. You know, now I'm doing well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like now I'm not worried about money. I'm not, I view the world so differently from here. You speak. I used to think that you meant, you know, because I'm a, I'm a minimalist, by the way, like yeah. super minimalist. You know that, but yeah. um, for anybody that's out there, I'm a super minimalist. I, I believe it's not about not spending. It's about spending on the things that matter to you. Mm-hmm. So Mal could tell you, I'm never going to be the guy that's wearing $3,000 sneakers, X, Y, and Z. I'll never do that. But when it comes to memories and fun and expansion, I'm always willing to spend. I'm always yeah. willing to put up every dollar because that matters a lot to me. So being a minimalist, that's what comes from that. And he was just telling me, you know, he used to think my mindset was like, I never wanted money mm. Furthest thing from the truth. That's actually very incorrect. The, the, the difference is, is that what I do with my money only matters to me. No one's going to peer pressure me into buying mm. a Ferrari. If I don't want one, I'm not going to do it. You're not going to get me to do it. So that was something he was just mentioning how my philosophies with that kind of propelled him to view money, view life, view everything different and view and start living life for himself. Right. Stop living life for everybody else. I live my life on my own terms my own accords. Um, if it doesn't matter to me, I'm not going to pretend like it does. Yeah. And, and you know, if it matters to somebody I care about, then I'll take it on. But if it doesn't matter to somebody I care about and it doesn't matter to me, then it's, it's never going to get looked at in my opinion. So, but these birthday, these birthday, you know, notes and, and posts and stuff like that has been pretty dope, man. If, if it feels good to know that I'm helping people, and not only that, that I'm helping so many people that they're excited about my birthday. I don't even be excited about my birthday. <laughs> I understand. I understand. You know, so I, I think that's pretty dope. So um, I would be the I'll be one of the people to tell you, like, bro, I'm so proud of you. Like, I've witnessed your growth. I've known you since we were what 14? 14, bro. 14, yeah. So and I like the 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 stages of growth and uh how you like matured, but I like, guess it's, it's actually incredible. I'm oh, very proud of you I, again. I just realized, bro, I've known you now that I'm 29. I've known you longer than I haven't known. you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like tough, that. Bro. Like I that, really bro. appreciate that, though, by, by the way. Um, you know, our journey has been pretty dope mm-hmm. um, as as men, especially. I feel like oftentimes we don't express to each other how much we matter to each other and right. how much, you know, all of our journeys are impacting each other. So, you know, for for all of and, and this is for women as well, but mm. for all of my men and women that's listening you know, tell, tell your friends how you feel about them. Our, our group chat is very like, it's a very emotional one. It's very yeah, good it each other, how we yeah, feel. We yeah. give each other compliments. We big each other up. And that's why you'll notice every chance I get to plug something about what Malcolm is doing. If he's not going to do it, I will, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, so and, 
um even like uh even like you talk about my book like write my book like you were like one of like the first people that came to mind when it comes to like i had i remember you were only in town for a little bit of time I'm like yo i'm writing my book i need the interview right now you were just like i bet i'll be here tomorrow I was like, yeah, I, bet. <laughs> I, I think I was in town for like two days. Yeah, yeah, like you weren't even in town for that long. And we just did it, got it done. And mm. in the book, I, I talk about like, you're one of the people like I brag about the most when I talk about like, yo, this is who my, this is who my people are. You know what I mean? Like yeah. my man just opened up a damn restaurant. He's working on location <laughs> number two. You know what I'm saying? So like I said, like you're one of like the people like I look to for motivation. And when I need like the, the kicking ass too as well, like, yo, Malcolm, like this is what you need to be doing. And I said this on the first episode. I have no ego when it comes to me, like me coming to you for help or me coming to you for guidance. So I'm very grateful for you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. You're going to make me shed a tear, bro. Yeah. So don't do it. Don't do it. You can't do it on camera. Right. So what, what <laughs> I wanted to ask you, though, right, for the sake of the show, if you could go back in time and talk to your 14 year old self, what would you tell him? Dang. Yeah. Honestly. With where I'm at mentally, I would tell them, and I know it sounds cliche, right? Mm. But it's, I, I really mean this from the bottom of my heart. I would tell myself that anything is possible. So coming from our environments, it's tough to see past our neighborhood. I knew that I didn't want to have to struggle anymore. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to leave, but that's all I knew. And for me, everybody kind of mentions, because I, I played, you know, bunch of different sports I played piano I rapped I like made beats like I did everything that you can imagine under the sun I was on a chess team like I did everything possible and I even said that in your book it wasn't about the fact that I wanted to go to the NBA or I wanted to go to you know the NFL where I wanted to be a, a major musician I just didn't want to be in my predicament anymore mm. and one of these avenues I, I figured <laughs> you know how people are like diversification yeah like I felt like if I diversified my life yeah I would be able to get out of the scenario in one way or the other. So, but I think if I knew at that time how far you can go in 10 years, I'd want to have a real convo with myself like, yo, bro, in 10 years, you can do anything. Cause at 14, we were pretty conscious. Like we, yeah. I don't think we were, I don't think we were like a lot of many, many other mm -hmm. 14 year olds. I, agree. I think we were like really young adults just because of how life kind of, raised us we were young adults and i would go back and tell myself because i think about some of the things i did back then when i started my own rec record label mm. i was just like everybody was like yo bro it's hard to get signed i was like why do we need to get signed i can just start my own right right but i didn't realize back then that that was a version of thinking large mm -hmm. right or a bigger picture everybody yo trust like you're you're you're, you're all right in basketball i wasn't i wasn't amazingly good but was, i was okay he was great he was great, huh? <laughs> he was great. Yeah, like, i was i was good like you feel yeah. me i played football i was nice but i wasn't like overly i never really thought of myself like that i will talk heavy smack talk yeah but i never really deep down inside ever was like yo i, I want to go to the league because my thought process at that age was okay lebron makes 60 million dollars a year whatever the crazy number is 600 million i said who's writing his check yeah <laughs> right. no, you know, it's funny. I'd never, I used to tell people that and they're like, yo, what do you mean, bro? I'm like, yo, bro, somebody has to have, like, this is what I mean. Someone has to have discretionary. Yeah. A discretionary 60 mil yeah. to give to someone. Yeah. For them to make 60 mil. It doesn't just appear. Mm -hmm. Right. Either the machine 
and there has to be someone in charge of the machine because that's how business works. So I always was like, yo, who's writing their checks? My thought process was always that. That's why it always boiled back down to business. Because if you're the dude writing the check, then that means money's raining from the heavens and you decide where it goes. That's Mm. how I've always viewed it. So if I could go back and tell myself, I want to tell people that nothing is off limits, right? And our imagination is only as expansive as we allow it to be. So I think I would want to have like a, a retreat. And this is something that I'm thinking about, by mm-hmm. the way. Um, and if somebody has the funds to do it right now, I would, I would love, I would love for you guys to get it done. But I want to, I want to create like a retreat that takes young kids out of their environment that they know and put them into a creative space that just allows them to free roam. Mm-hmm. Cause like on one of our last episodes, I mentioned that one of my ma- major problems with school was I felt like school limited me. Mm-hmm in terms of my creativity. So I loved math and I loved creating mathematical equations, problems, and setups. So imagine bro going into the class and it's like two plus two equals four. And you're like, okay, can we do two plus three minus one plus mm. X, Y, and Z? And that, I know it gets, it gets there longer, but can we make this look pretty? Yeah. Mm. I love math and I love numbers. And they're like, no, that's too complicated. And I'm like, bro, if I clearly did two plus three minus one, I'm clearly thinking higher level. Yeah. You probably can just move me to a higher mm-hmm. class. So I ended up like negotiating myself. That's why at Mount, I was in, I negotiated that. I was like, yo, you can't have me in these classes. <laughs> yeah. I remember in high school, like every time, um, I think like progress reports came out every, like without fail, you'll see Dre running around class to class arguing with each teacher about his grade i'm just like, yo, bro it's just a progress report like you like those even and he was not he was dead serious i was yeah. dead serious because it's, it's like see rob what's up mr mr joseph what's up i'm just like yo and it, and it was because bro i told you i had to get out man yeah like like bills looking at like the struggle that we were in i had to get out and i didn't know how to do it yeah but for the things that was in my control they best believe they were inside of my control. Like I was going to Right. I remember like you, you just mentioned um, like starting your own like record label. I remember when you were on your, your campaign to even get your recording equipment, you started selling candy and fruit snacks in school. I was number one customer. Like every facts, every with, class, with the cherry yeah. and the straw, the cherry and the strawberry. Yeah, man, I was, yeah, I need those. And to the point, like when you didn't have them, like it really kind of threw off my day. Like you, you, yo, and, you and JJ, JJ used to be out there like, yo, bro, yeah, like too. <laughs> what you mean you don't got them like i need that you know so like i'm again like testament to like i witnessed like your mentality even from back then when it comes to like business and just how making a way when it seemingly is none you know what i mean yeah so and it was yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i was gonna ask so like what would be what 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 were some uh like uh I, i would say developmental changes you went through in your like journey of business like an example like for me like when I first like quit my job and started my own business like what I thought business was like to like what I think it is now to what I know it is now even I'm still young but to what I think it is now has changed dramatically how has that changed for you so I had to realize that in business there's there's no rules Mm. Right. I came into business thinking that business was like, oh, it's, you know, it has to be this way. But the truth of the matter is, right, there's frameworks, there's frameworks in business. But every business is uniquely at the base, the same thing. 
then the intricacies of each one is a, a, is a bit different. But overall, every business is the same. You're going to have cost of goods. Mm. You're going to have taxes. You're going to have employees and they're going to need admin work. It's all the same in that sense. For me, the, the major change I would say was realizing that you're making it up as you're going. Okay. And that the only person's opinion who really truly and deeply matters is the customer. Mm. I used to, Oh no, but it should be this way. Right. It's like, no, it, 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 it's how the customer wants it to be. That's the point you're creating a product for the customer. Right. So in my original status, right. I used to tell only about interest rates and how the VA loan was good to go. Mm. That was like, yo, the VA loan portfolio X, you know who makes the 99 percentile decision? And it's not to be whatever, but normally if it's a couple, the wife. Mm. And what does the wife care about? The kitchen. Mm. And it's not, it's not to be whatever, but like yeah. these are things that from, from all of the data, this isn't me, whatever. This is yeah. like from all of the data, every single time is like, these are the things that I want inside of the house. So if they don't care about the interest rate, but they care about the kitchen and stuff, then I guess I got to start talking about the kitchen or I got to start talking about the master bedroom and, and the closet. Interesting. Right. Right. So as much as I personally, yo, bro, I'm getting you a really good deal. You're yeah. going to be able to set your future <laughs> up and change your life by being yeah. able to get, you know, so I, what I used to tell people is like, you're going to have to work 30 years, regardless if you like the job or not, because there, people have to work. Right. Retirement is a myth. I, I keep telling people that you have to dedicate your life to something would it be a very difficult life? Mm. So on my end, you know, I'm in a predicament now where I'm trying to help people build out these portfolios and mm. they just don't care <laughs> because yo, bro, 30 years, think about this, right? Over a 30 year period, you can get, so the average rent bro is like 1500. But if you get 10 houses, that's 1500 in rent mm. over a 30 year appreciation, let's say it appreciated to 2000 in rent a month. That's 10 houses at 2000 a month, free and clear, because tenants paid it down, that's $20,000 in retirement. That's, that's your retirement. And you could do that for 50,000 mm. because of the way the VA loan is structured. Yeah. You don't need $10 million. You only need 50. Mm. And in mom, I'm like, yo, it blew my mind. Mm. Like, wow, there's like 700 vehicles to retire. Mm. Like a 401k is not going to get you there the way that you think it is. Or like a TSP is not going to get you there. Like mm. they're proven to not work. Right. So like you like statistics show like 99% of them don't work. Whereas right. like a high level that just does not work. So it's okay. What's the alternative? And I'm excited, and, mm. but they didn't care. Yeah. And I said, okay. It's like, I, I want bay windows in my kitchen. Like, I, I yeah, don't care. Like, I know. You know, what you talking? I, rem yeah. I remember this one guy, bro. I was, I was with him and I was mad excited to help him out because he, he wanted to, you know, change the circumstance. Yeah. I find him this townhouse. We do X, Y, and Z. And he's like, yeah, bro, you know, I know we need, I forgot what it was. I know we need more in closing costs, but can you ask the seller to give me a little bit more in closing costs? Cause like, I want to paint the cabinets white. Mm. And I said, bro, you're willing to sacrifice a deal like this because the cabinets aren't white. And he was just like, yeah, bro. And that, that was the moment that switched it for me. Cause I was really mad. Cause I always felt like a steward, right? Mm. If you're going to trust me, with your money, if you're going to trust me with the livelihood of a decision, there's not going to be a doubt in your mind when you work with me that you should, that you should make a decision. Got it. And I felt like I was letting him down, mm. but I was like, oh, I'm letting him down because I don't understand what he wants. 
I'm trying to force my thought process on them. So in business, a lot of us force our way of thinking onto people, not understanding that like, yo, yes, you can have a phenomenal concept that works mm -hmm. and it does and it's great. But your audience might want the most basic version of it. And it sucks because as much as you want to push the other version, you still have to eat and survive. So it's yeah. like, you can't push this forever with no income coming in. Mm. All right. So now that I'm in a predicament now where my foundation is solid, now you notice I'm, I'm like doing things like this, right. or like putting myself out there more right. because now I can have an unfiltered thought without having to worry about anything. Now right. it's like, okay, I can have unfiltered thoughts and be like, Hey, this is how life really works. As much as we're angry and as much as all oh, trust is X, Y, and Z, I'm, I'm really very honest and straight to the mm -hmm. point, right? Life is very difficult. The world is difficult, but life is also beautiful and life is also easy, right? It's just the choices that we kind of make and the people that we choose to surround ourselves with. Got it. So that's why when you asked me that question earlier about like what I would tell myself when I'm 14, it's like, bro, the universe is like, even this, right? This is one of the things I, I was telling Eric the other day. I said, bro, take a look around you one day and realize that every single thing that does not grow from the earth came from someone's mind. Just every single thing on the face of the planet started in one person's mind and is just now here. Wow. Yeah. The, the, the keyboard, the computer, yeah. all of these things. Right. So I even had a, um, I, I had a combo with, with this young man the other day. He was like, yo, isn't it kind of crazy that like, you know, because you grew up in an in a, in a age where you kind of got to see not having a computer and having one. So what's that like for you, old head? Like, you're kind of mm -hmm. messing with me. And I said, bro, the bigger picture, or what you should really concern yourself with, is the fact that the earth has been around for whatever gazillion years. And we're just now realizing that we can put together a computer, but the materials have always been here. Mm. Like... So what don't we know and what we're not thinking large enough in the grand scheme of things. So I'm always going to boil it back down to thinking larger. So when it comes back to your second question of like, all right, like what are some of the hiccups? I realized I was thinking too small in my mindset. It was very like, mm, if it doesn't work this way, then nah, there's a plethora of ways that it can work. Right. You're just stuck to one way of thinking about it. But if I get you into the door, like, yo, house one, yeah, you like the cabinets, but now that you're in the house, you realize that the cabinets don't really matter and no one cares. Mm. Now it's like, oh, damn, I want house number two. Hey, man, how do you feel about house number one? You know, I realize that none of those things matter. Okay, cool. Are you ready to build your portfolio now? Mm. And realize that in five years, you can get 10 properties and that's your retirement. You're done for the rest of your life. Mm. You just got to, you, you could do whatever you want. As long as you coast at, at the 30 year mark, you yeah. will have $20,000 a month coming in on mm. reoccurring revenue. You won't have to worry about a thing. Are you ready for that portion of the conversation? <laughs> and, and now they are. So, you know, that, that was something for me. I realized that I was living in my head, bro. And it sucks sometimes, but you know, I mentioned it in one of the episodes on, on, uh, in, I think it might've been four or five. Mm. Where I said like the ability to pivot right. is big, man. It's, it's realizing that you can't be married to one thing and that changes are prevalent but it's rolling with those, with those changes and realizing that everyone's making it up as they're going. Gotcha, Business gotcha. isn't set in stone. Like one, one thing that works for someone doesn't work for the other, but the frameworks do always work. The frameworks work. The intricacies are different for everyone. But if you, if you come in, if your team is organized. If y'all focus on income producing activities, y'all will make money. That would never change. 
but everything else do, does kind of change. So I, I, hopefully that answers no, the question. answers it perfectly. So I, I wanted to know, like, did you have uh, age and milestones that uh, align with those ages? Because it's your 29th birthday. So I'm, 29 is kind of a weird age to have a milestone. So maybe it was 30 for you. But, like, did you have one? Uh, a few, like, at 20, I want this. And at 30, I want this. Or 25 or like that. So, so at 30, I wanted to, if I decided to, I'm just going to lay in bed for the rest of my life. Could I financially do that? Mm. And I could do that, bro. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and I could do that. So like, that's, I that's, bomb button, I would, yeah, uh, you feel me? So I, I, I can do that. Right. And mm. the reason that I could do that is because I focused on what matters to me. Right. Right. I'm not saying I have $70,000 coming in a month to my account. That's not mm. what I'm saying. Right. What I'm saying is that for all the things that matter to me, I sat down and really said, who is Andre as a person? What do I care about? Well, I care about being able to travel 10 to 30, th- 10 to 30 times a year. That matters a lot to me. So mm. can I take a flight whenever I want? Can I create a system that's going to allow me to make money, points, rewards, cards, mm. all of these things that's going to allow me to fly whenever I want? That's good to go, right? I want to live in a house that's like this. Okay, I can. I can live in that house, right? Mm. I don't need... 300 bedrooms because I'm a person who spends most of my time in the living room. Mm. It's on my couch. So I need to have enough space, but I do like to play video games. So I mm. need to have a space <laughs> big enough to push the couches out the yeah. way, play some video games and play on Oculus and things like mm. that. So those are all the things that matter to me. Can I take care of my mom? Can I do X? So when I wrote that down, I got a number. And that mm. number is very attainable. When it doesn't become attainable is when you start to live for other people and you feel like, you know, you know how many people I know, bro? And I always mention cars because that's one of them. Mm. You know how many people I know who hate cars? They're like $3,000 payment right now. Because mm. they're like, yeah, bro, but I need it. I need it to like, because everybody else said, I like, mm. because I make this amount of money, I should have it. Right. It's not their money. Why, why, why does that matter? Yeah. Right. So it's, it's, it's along those lines of now understanding that and, and trying to, kind of get that out to the masses. So I didn't necessarily have milestones. Okay. Like I used to be on something. I got to be a, a millionaire by this date. Mm. And my mentor, he turned up on me one day. He goes, uh, I'm sitting in the room. I think I was like 24 and I'm stressing. And I'm like, yo, hey, can I talk to you for a second? Look at my Excel spreadsheet. It has me on track. But like, <laughs> and I'm like, like, like 24. I think I, I made my first 100,000 at 24, mm. I think. 23 or 24. Mm. And so I'm like, yo, you know, I got a hundred, I think it was like 120 or something like that. Yo, like I, I got to get there. I got to get there. Mm. And he goes, yo, Andre, just shut up. Mm. And I looked at him and it's like, he goes, yo, you're worried about being a millionaire by 30. And I'm worried when I was your age, I was worried about being at zero by the time I was 33. Mm. And it put it in perspective for me that like, wow, I'm stressing about nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just that social media is crazy mm-hmm. in terms of like what we see on a daily basis. I'm out here competing with 69 year old men and women. I'm like, yo, I'm 24, 25, 26. Why yeah. am I competing with 69 year old people mm. or 73 year old people? Yeah. Grant Cardone, that's like 55 at the time. Yeah. Like, they're 30 years ahead, bro. Relax. Yeah. 
So then, but it doesn't really aid looking into backstories of people. Mm-hmm. I realized that like, I started, whenever I see somebody, I'm like, oh, I'm not at that point. I look into mm-hmm. their backstories and I'm like, oh, wow. Grand Cardone didn't make a dollar for real, for real. until he was like 45. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like the, the McDonald's guy didn't even jump into McDonald's until he was 55. Right. Right. So this is another thing. I'm going I'm to I'm drop another gem. Um, my, my, I think my partner gave me this one. So he, he's older than me by like a couple years or whatever, like seven, six or seven years. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the hardest working dudes I've ever met in my entire life. I'm going to always put that out there. I'm always going to, you mm-hmm. know, champion that, right? That's how the tells. Yeah, like, so just ridiculous working. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I think I was like 26 at the time. Mm-hmm. I think he was like 32 or 33. And I'm like, yo, I'm 26. And he's 32, 33. I'm seven years away from being just as young, energetic, sharp, on point about action as this dude. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm like, my mentor, though, is 55. And he's texting me like, yo, bro, just finished up the gym set. I'm about to go kill it today. Mm. And I'm 20 some odd, 30 years away from being just as young and energetic as him. He's... 10 years younger than his mentor who's still killing it. Right. He's younger than 10, then that's 10 years younger than his mentor who's still killing it. Right. Right. And I'm like 50 years away from being just as young and energetic as those guys. Right. I was like, yo, I'm, there's no rush, bro. Yeah. Like my whole view changed on like what milestones and I need to have X as long as I could provide. And like my, my family could come to me and it's like, right. yo, they need something. I could take care of everybody in that sense. Bro, I'm good, man. Let's say that. Like one of the things I remember, like early twenties, like one of my goals was like I wanted like um, Bentley G- Bentley GT Coupe. That was like my favorite car, right? Favorite car, right? But and you know what's crazy? Like now I look back and I'm just like, yo, I, I can't have that. I need a car seat now. You know what I'm saying? I gotta have something my little man can sit in with you. And your, yeah, your like <laughs> your values changing, your idea of just kind of what quote unquote making it changes. You know, you know what I mean? That's why your book was, and I'm one, one more time, I'll shame this plug, right? The reason I loved your book so much. And when you had mentioned, this is what you wanted to do. I was excited. And I was like trying to push for you to get those deadlines was that it finally made me realize that bro, success is cup. It's literally dependent upon you. Mm -hmm. And I never had that. So I don't think I ever told you, but after reading the book and going through it, one, I read my chapter and cried because I feel like you got me as a person. I felt like you described who I was very Thank well. You. Thank you. Right. So I read my chapter. I read through your brother's chapter. I read through like all of it. And I'm like, wow, none of us are more successful or more better than anyone. We're all on an even keel of what matters to us. And I, in that moment, realized that I've never actually defined what mattered to me, I was always going off everyone else's metrics, mm-hmm. pulling up sheets. And it's like, okay, this is what the average 24 year old is doing. I'm 10 X that. Oh, wow. But mm, that's the average 24 year old. Mm-hmm. What about Mark Zuckerberg? Mm. Bro, you can't compare yourself to an anomaly, right? An anomaly in, in one, one in a century anomaly. Right. Right. Or like the Elon Musks, like right, right. Th- those dudes, like they're an anomaly. They, they, they're never the case. Mm-hmm. Right. So like the, the billionaire list has like 500 people on it. Yeah. There's like 9 billion people on whatever, six or six, or six to eight, eight million billion people on earth. Right. 
So I had to really take that step back and actually start to matter. And I realized for me, man, family spaces matter a lot to me. I like when my friends, you, you know, you, we, 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 mm. we went to the cabin last year and you see how like excited I was and how fun yeah. it was yeah. getting y'all all to come ski with me. And like the cabin is nice and the fireplace is dope yeah. and we can hang out, play music. That matters to me so much. I'll spend whatever on that. I don't mm. care what the price is, mm. but other things, they don't, they, I don't think they matter that much. Mm. And so I think that's the point that I'm at now going into my thirties, man, you know, I think it's going to be dope because I think Tony Robbins says this. He said, um, people overestimate what they can do in a year and grossly underestimate what can be done in a decade. I think that was Warren Buffett. It was Warren? It might've been Warren Buffett. But still. I, think, I, think, I heard it at a Tony, like a Tony thing. So I think either way, one, they, they relay in the information. Yeah. But no, no, that's, but, yeah, that's, that's, that's a fact. So then, so then I was reflecting, bro. And it, it tripped me out because I was at my restaurant the other day. And like, when I talk about like full circle yeah. moments, I was at my restaurant the other day, a glass fell on the floor and broke. And I was closest to it. Obviously I got employees, but mm-hmm. one of the things that like I pride myself on is that I would never ask an employee to ever do something that I haven't personally done myself or is not right. willing to do myself. I don't care what it is. So I grab a mop and I start sweeping up the glass and I'm mopping the floor. And I had a flashback, bro, that 10 years ago, almost like to the T, I was mopping floors at Models with a boss that I hated <laughs> that told me I wasn't going to amount to anything in life. And I remember laughing. I quit that night. Mm. Trav, Trav had got his car mm. and I just quit and, and Trav came pick me up. Mm. <laughs> but like, uh, I just say, whatever, I'm out. Like, if you don't believe in me, it's cool. Right. And I just remember, like, I didn't, feel, I wasn't hurt by it. I just was like, oh, clearly she doesn't know me. Mm. Because if she did, that wasn't, that wouldn't be a thought. She doesn't know me. And I don't know what she's going through in life. I hope. Right. But, but I was a little bit upset, but I'm, but it was like, yo, 10 years. So that line, you know, hit me a lot because that was a decade. Right. And I was mopping floors, but now I'm mopping floors of like, I own the building, right. I pay all the employees, I do everything, I own the parking lots, I own right. half of the town. Like, it's kind of like right. I'm revered in the town. Like, so if you come here, like people know me mm. and, it's, and it's a really, and it's a really dope feeling, mm. right? Because I was chasing community and I found community, right? right? Where I know all the local businesses, mm. everyone here knows me, mm. right? So knows my partners, they know our cars, they see us and it's like, yo, hey, what's going on? Like, hey, we're doing this. We want you to come on show out, you know, where can we partner up with you guys? It's a mm. really dope feeling. I drive around the city, like it's, it's my city. That's dope. Right? You talk so, about Flavor Hills in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Everybody. Yeah, like it's it's pretty dope, but it's it's a community here, right? right. It's a majority military personnel, but then there's a lot of people who are native to the area, right? That are phenomenal. We got some really creative people here, and it 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 made me realize how much is outside in New York because I was in New York a majority of my life, right? But going somewhere else and realizing that there's other places, there's other cultures, there's other mm-hmm. you know things that people focus on and what matters. So you know that's that's where I've been at and, and it's been, it's been dope to experience, bro. And understanding that using it for business yeah, has been even better. So now we coach a lot of the businesses here. I help out with a lot of people. My accountant, she's phenomenal. So every chance I get like a new business starts up, it's like, Hey, you got to go to Katrina, mm. right? Katrina Carrington. I think she's going to branch out. I'll probably have her on the show at some point. Okay. Bet. She's a, she's an absolute monster, AKA by the way. Um, she's an absolute monster. She used to be in the Marine Corps, you know, decided to go get her accounting degree, start mm. her 
accounting firm and she kills you. She's like one of the top CPAs in mm-hmm. town. Right. Yep. So it's, it's stuff like that. And being able to like, I know all the lawyers, like my, my lawyer, you know, has a, a, a distillery mm. and it's like the stuff from his distillery is at my bar. Yeah. It's, like, yeah, it's fire. Right? It's, fire it's, yeah. it's super tough. So it's like that, all of that stuff is dope. So I'm trying to spread the word of like having people understand that yes, money is valuable. Don't take what I'm saying ever yeah. to mean that we're not chasing the bag or that we're not trying to get more and more and more mm-hmm. to provide for our friends and family. But should it be the only thing that you focus on? I think not. Right. I think it should be a baseline of, and that's another thing I have to realize in business is that you're chasing the, the bottom line so much that you mm-hmm. forget like certain intangibles in the business. You just like the feeling, um, you know, I'll tell a story, the feeling of when tellers and I were starting our real estate company and we were in like his attic space bonus room yeah, at like a desk. And I have that photo was some of the most fun I've ever had. It was just me and my homie logging hours, mm. trying to just better ourselves. Right. We used to play music. We just be in there like, yo, I wonder. And we used to think about times where it's like, yo, we're never going to have to worry about bills again. Right. You mean? And then, you know, then his wife gets involved and it's like, Hey guys, uh, you know, I want to contribute. I bought you guys this banner. <laughs> and it was so tough because she like rolled it up and she hit it. Right. But we talk about like support and like having people in your corner. Think about how much, you know, how nervous he and I were about launching this to the world. Right. And to know that literally and figuratively, we have a flag and somebody waving a flag that's like, yo, we support you. And then it's like, then his kids jump in. It's like, hey, dad, can we start businesses too? Mm. It's like, yeah, you, you, you can. Yeah. Right. So that whole journey, man, you know, they talk about like respecting the journey. Mm-hmm. I really want people to respect the journey. I'm just having a blast building with my friends and the people that I care about and watching all of our journeys, you know, unfold. And yes, money sometimes is slow, right? In the beginning stages when yeah. you're trying to get it, but what you lack in money, you make up in, in rich memories that you will have, you know, when you have all the money in the world, yeah, you're going to revert back to those memories and that's, what's going to, you know, give you those moments. So that was my take on that. I have to, I have to run that. Listen, um, before I get emotional, because this is probably one of my favorite episodes. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, you really struck a couple chords with me today. So um, we're going to end it on that, everybody. Mm-hmm. I hope everybody enjoyed that. If you have any um, last words for the people, Dre. Um, you know, words to my 14-year-old self, I'll tell you all of you guys, right? There is zero limit on what is capable. And this is not me saying that to, oh, we're just going to give motivational talks, right? You could back it up scientifically. You could back it up theoretically, you know, metaphorically, however you want to break it down. The, the untold levels of imagination are unbelievable. So mm. what, what I would charge you guys to do, right? We're trying to create a space here, right? If you have large ideas, do not express that to people who are not prepared to aid in that. That is a fact. Right? Because... In, in the beginning stages, when you're, when you're trying to build and your confidence is low, you have no proof concept, right? Right. Think about how many times, how many Ubers there were before Uber mm-hmm. that got shot down because they were like, what you want to talk, you want to have an autonomous mm-hmm. driving service that just, instead of whatever, it just automatically comes and picks you up and you're good to go. That's stupid. We have cabs, right? There's doc, there's documented series and documented, you know, videos of people saying email 
That's stupid. We'll never use it. Have you ever heard of the telephone? Or internet in general. Right? And now it's like, you lit- we literally can't survive right. w- without it. The whole world was shut down. It'll be an economic yeah. collapse. Mm-hmm. Right? So Ooh. if w- with your ideas, man, you know, I-, I, want, I want you all to just go out there and-, and shoot for it. Strive for it. Surround yourselves with guys like us with shows mm-hmm. like this, with people who actually believe, with people who are going to be honest with you, but give you, but not just honest, we're going to give you the tools to fix it, sharpen mm-hmm. it. You know, you know, once again, I use this example. My buddy came to me the other day with a gym idea, very rough around the edges, but we refined it. Looks a lot better now. Mm-hmm. He's trying to raise, you know, 1.2 million. And I'm like, bro, this is how you raise money. This is how you do it. These, you need to transfer certainty to the investor. Mm-hmm. Right? But he told it to a bunch of his other friends and they were like, a gym? It's plenty of gyms. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you, how are you ever going to expand if you always think that way? Right? So, you know, back once again to my 14-year-old self and, and to you guys, nothing is impossible. It's just a matter of how long. You know, in our fraternity, we have a saying, um, the difficult we do immediately, the impossible just takes a tad bit longer. It's a right? You know what I mean? Like, so that, that's something that we carry, in, you know, very, I take that very near and dear to my heart. And I've always approached everything that way. If, there, if there's a problem, it can only be clarified as a problem. If there's an answer to it, it's just a matter of you, you finding it. All right. So I'll, I'll end on that, Malcolm. My God, man. My happy birthday again, my brother. I love you to death. Love you too, bro. This, is, has, this has been The Real Revenue Show. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. If you're listening right now somewhere, don't forget to leave us a rating and a comment. We will appreciate it. And with that being said, peace.